Episode 171, Hella Bass, Bass Fishing Podcast. If you've ever thought about fishing pro, going into the big leagues, what would it take? Or if you're just curious on what the struggles and challenges to make it as a professional angler, this interview with Kyle Patrick might be of interest to you. And if you're just a fan of the sport, listen to it. I think it'll shed some light on what these anglers go through and maybe increase some appreciation. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. So many of us think about what it would be like to make the Bassmaster Elite Series Bass Pro Tournament, fish at the highest level in the sport, and how great it would be. But I don't think any of us really understand the sacrifices and the financial challenges and what really comes with trying to fish for a living. And so uh, no better than somebody that's lived it and done it and has finally made the Elite Series, we're going to bring on a special guest tonight. Got uh, Kyle Patrick, our... uh, 2024 Bassmaster Elite Qualifier and 2024 Bassmaster Classic Qualifier. Yeah. Does that that sound good? Does that sound good? Or yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, It didn't sink in after the tournament, really, because of how much work we still had to do at the Harris Chain, and then after the Harris Chain, it sunk in for like a day. But it's been such a busy time for me, um, and I'll get into sort of why. Uh, you know, obviously the basics with like, you know, the sponsorship stuff, but um, it's been such a busy time. I really haven't been able to like sit back and like, you know, really think about, um, frankly, like, I mean, it's a big accomplishment um, and I'd love to sit back and think about it, but it's always in order to be competitive in the industry and in, in order to, you know, sort of make your mark in the industry, I, I don't think you really can think about it that much. Because if you get too, you know, caught up in like, oh, I'm just so pumped and like, you know, blah, blah, I, I feel like you, you'll you get behind. Um, you know, obviously it's good to do it a little bit and I probably should do it more, but I'm so focused on the next goal, um, whether that be building my brand, uh, rookie of the year, you know, winning an elite series event that I sometimes find myself um, not able to think about as much as I'd like to. Sure. I mean, you'll have plenty of time to think about when you're driving to, was it Toledo Bend or Texas or the first event, right? That'll yeah. be a nice little drive. You got all time to think. Once, once oh, the yeah. starts, you got all that driving, you can start thinking about whatever you want. Exactly. So tonight, uh, as always, presented by Arsenal Fishing and boosted by Powerhouse Lithium, Hellabass Live. A uh, couple of things. So we're definitely going to cover uh, Kyle's journey through tournament fishing, a uh, couple of seasons in the Opens, EQs, how to get to the Elite Series, um, you know, obviously get some of his perspective on the upcoming Elite Series and the Classic, but also where we really want to end up in the end here is talking about uh, Kyle has some unique perspectives about tournament fishing, uh, promotion, sponsorship, marketing, and just how to like <clears throat> navigate and, and probably share some of his experiences, maybe where things didn't go right and things went well from a financial, you know, through this journey. So uh, we're just going to have a conversation and, and answer some questions. And that's where uh, the topic of the show is going to go tonight. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think everyone takes an, a different approach to it. Um, I think that I've been able to figure out a way to, you know, sustain um, somewhat of a, like sustain more longevity in, in that's funny, Caroline, uh, my girlfriend's chirping me um, to, to, uh, you know, have more longevity in the industry, right? Not feel like that um, it's just a one-year contract, you know, what am I going to do next year? Or, um, you know, really build a relationship um, that feels more stable than just a, just a contract type, type deal, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kyle was, uh, number 10, right? So you were the yep. 10 and yep. EQ. I'll take it. To Kenta, last <laughs> yes. guy in. I gave him a big hug. So, <laughs> that's nice. Maybe, maybe when you get your first check, you can buy him like a, a some sushi or something like that. At one of yeah, the events yeah, or something exactly. like that. Uh, I went, I went, so everybody else, like, like everybody's talking to, I guess everybody's talking to Ben and, and Garrett and, uh, JT, all the guys. I was like, I'm just going to start at the bottom. We'll just work yeah, our way up. Heck yeah. Yeah, I know. Easy. They barely, I mean, some of those guys didn't have to sweat the last event. I mean. Oh, I talked to JT. I'm like, dude, you are just. And, of course, he's he's more stressed than I am. He's like, I got I got to win. I got to win AOI. I got to win AOI. I got to win AOI. And I'm like, dude, I would literally pay so much money to be in your position right now. Because the Harris Chain is not an easy place to, like, feel sure. the pressure that that lake is a, it's a very yeah, all those the the travel time and the tiny canals and tiny locks it's easy to like slip up it's easy to throw up a hundredth or a hundred and fiftieth yeah. because yeah so much of it like i don't know if you say i go right or left or what lake i pick to like start my tournament can either like make it or basically put you behind the eight ball big time yeah and what's wild about the harris chain is you know if of course if you're not you know getting a whole bunch of local info um is you kind of have to do the research and then your decision making starting day one of practice is almost deciding the event for you like sure. there's so much water and there's so much vast like canals and creeks and idle time that you know you, in practice you have to be pretty confident in your decision to say okay I'm going to break down Griffin and if it doesn't work, I'm going to break down another section and try to break down a little bit between the two or on the run to them. So I have something to fish, but it's impossible to fish to really break down more than two lakes, depending on the lakes you go to like Griffin, you could spend all five days and then, hmm. you know, the wind blows the wrong direction or the, that lake just isn't firing at that time. And you're, you're in trouble. More. 150 of the 225 guys have the same idea yep <laughs> and all of a sudden yep. it's like you show up and it's just like literally like oh man there's not a yeah, yeah i mean and you saw milliken in the locks i mean he almost bl like blew that last day because the locks to get into a popcorn were like jammed um so like all those factors make that place frankly kind of a nightmare <laughs> yeah so so I, so i don't know how long you i mean you're you're a pretty young guy right i mean i would assume 26. 20s or 26 uh you started this is your third year fishing the opens so this is my second year fishing all nine my third year if you count like my elite series marshalling um and and uh you know 
uh, my co-angler stuff. And then I fished one division in the Centrals as a, as a boater. So 2021 was a combination of, uh, you did a single division plus some co-anglers in 21? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then and I marshaled some elite series events. You also finished 10th in the points in 2022, right? I know. And, and Kenta finished fifth. It was like identical in the standings. Um, Kenta fifth, me 10th, and then I finished 10th. He finished fifth again. Yeah. A little bit different system. Points rolled out, worked in your, yeah. you know, instead of being the uh, second or third guy out, you're the last guy in this year. Yeah. And, and frankly, I mean, look at the point differential like between my 10th last year and my 10th this year. And that speaks volumes about how hard it was to make it. Like, I think I might've had like over more than, I don't, I don't know the number, but I had a lot more points this year than I did last year. Like it was substantial. Yeah. Talk about, so you, you took a unique route because I, and I think I forgot about this, but I've heard this before that you, you did some toes in the opens, but you also yep. did a fair amount of marshalling. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so talk yeah. about that and why and yeah, no, and why I, and how you totally like, I think that's a, it's an important factor. Um, luckily I had someone, a mentor of mine help me pay for it because frankly doing, I think you can accomplish what you need to, to become a better fisherman, um, fishing the Bassmaster opens as a co-angler or any division or any like co-angler events. Like, you know, there's a lot to be, you could, there's a lot to learn from all fishermen. It doesn't matter if you're with KVD or if you're with your, you know, the local guy on a lake, like there's a lot to be learned sitting in the back of someone's boat. Right. Um, but no, I had the opportunity to do that. And, you know, being in the boat with, you know, Stetson Blaylock, Gerald Swindle, um, you know, uh, who else was I with? I can't even remember. Crews, um, all these guys, like I was able to take away pieces of information um, that changed the way I fished, not only in New York at the time, but, you know, the coming years in the opens, whether that be the live scope um, situation or, you know, what turn on the water tournament decisions that high level guys were making was crucial for my like learning because I didn't really ever have to make. I never really fished these these lakes out here. Like I'm from New York, right? Like there's a lot of diversity there: Cayuga, St. Lawrence, Oneida, um, Champlain. Like there's a lot that you can fish: grass, rock, deep, shallow. But nothing sets up like some of the lakes down south for us. Like not even close. Right. Yeah. So getting yeah, out there not, and not just seeing, shad. It. yeah, you don't, uh -huh. you know, the season's weird. You don't get to do a lot of pre-spawn. Yeah. Same same kind of stuff we have up here. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it, it's crucial. And I recommend it to anyone. I think Bassmaster does a phenomenal job with their, you know, and, and they're, they're continuing to like expand sort of that tier system where, you know, you start here and you can work your way up, whether it be high school, college opens, you know, I, I didn't fish in college, but you know, I followed along and like did the co-angler Marshall opens, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to make it. And, um, I just posted recently, like, I think people don't realize the dream is attainable. Like I thought, did I think I could compete in the opens? Yeah. But did I ever think this would happen? Like make the classic and the elites in one year? No. And I think that, you know, I think it's bass truly makes it attainable. And guys will say that, you know, um, they're making it 
so much more expensive and the boat prices are going up and all this. And yeah, that's true. Like it is like, there's no doubt buying a hundred thousand dollar boat, uh, is not something that everyone can afford. Um, the slight barrier well, to entry. <laughs> there is a slight barrier. Yes. There's a slight barrier to entry for sure. There's no doubt about it. However, you can still compete. Like, I think guys fall into the trap of being like, I need a 921 Elite to Phoenix. I need four live scopes. I need five graphs. Like, I, that's not true. Like, do I think you need live scope to be competitive with certain schedules? Absolutely. But you can put that on an older boat. Like, it's not like I understand that, that you know, you want to look fancy in a, in a nice boat to start off, but like, you don't have to do that. That's not, that's, I know that's the norm. Like every, you see guys out there with that stuff, but like, you don't have to do that. You don't need, you can outrig a boat and it can be equipped like electronically wise, like one graph, maybe two up front or even one up front and you can get it done. Like did my setup this year, my Phoenix, you know, my hummingbirds, um, did it, did they help me? Yes. But I don't think that, it's impossible to do on a smaller budget, right? Yeah. Is it harder? Maybe, but I don't think it's impossible. And I think that, that it is still attainable. And especially if you, you know, go at the sponsorship game in the correct way and build some momentum in the industry, providing like a t true value to the companies that you work with. And that's, that's one route that I took. And that's the reason I can do this. Like you hear it all the time. Yeah. People say, Oh, you know, I couldn't do it without my sponsors. Like that, that's sort of a cliche phrase in the industry. Like really, like, you know, you couldn't fish your like local weekend tournament without your sponsor. But when I say that, I mean it like that is a crucial aspect of how I was able to fish freely and, and, you know, spend the money, the time away from home, time away from my job to do it. Yeah. So you talk about creating value and obviously 2023 season your uh you know your partnerships were a big deal how long ago did you start building those relationships to get ready for your 2022 2023 campaigns like what did that look like i i assume it wasn't like oh yeah i just uh you know created these yeah. Thin air and <laughs> yeah yeah no so um one of the companies that I think has been with me the longest, the two companies are K&K Customs and Douglas Rods, both in New York. Obviously that's a, a factor that helps, right? Like locally, you know, have, do, do some tournaments, sort of get a, a local rep, you know, reputation locally. Um, but really it started out with two, two phone calls. Like, you know, I called up um, because I started a tournament trail. Let's start it at that. So this is where it all started. I, in New York, I felt like the tournament scene wasn't up to par compared to down South. And it still isn't right. Like you can't be like the Alabama Bass uh, trail. Like you can't, you can't compete. We can't, we still have not been able to compete with the numbers that like places like Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, like the, what they get on a local and regional level. It's, it's, we don't compete. Right. But I had a vision and I was like, I want to try. So I, so I did a hundred percent payback. I was out on the water in my boat, not competing, taking pictures of the guys 
posting them up, you know, sending them, trying to make it feel like more of a tournament, like modeling it off of Bassmaster, like taking pictures of them on the water, made them feel cool, you know, um, and, and it was, you know, I was adding value to them, right? So, and it was 100% payback, so I didn't take a dime. Um, so I ran that for two years and I called Kevin at K&K Customs, he's the owner, and I was like, you know, can can we work out a sponsorship for the trail? Not for me, for the trail. So I was like, I want to put your name up there. These guys have boats. They may not have all the electronics or the trolling motors or, you know, power poles at that time that they need. So I feel like, you know, it might be a good value add for you to, you know, wasn't anything crazy. Put up your poster, uh, you know, um, give away. Uh, I think it was four. It was power pole gift cards. So he, it was he worked with them to get to get me that that deal to basically boost my boost my you know right. uh, the entries and then eventually my goal was okay we'll pay out 90 percent because i can't keep doing this for free right um and then eventually i called or uh you know it was mike pickolinski um he was working for douglas at the time and him and jesse clayton in new york they came to one of my events and were just like, dude, this is awesome. Like, do you, and they had, they were both working for Douglas at this time. They were like, you know, can we talk about doing like some sort of sponsorship? I think it would be good visibility. I was like, man, that'd be awesome. So that's sort of how those two started. And I grew my relationship with Douglas. They bought the tournament trail. Now it's Douglas Rod's Big Money Opens. Um, they are affiliated with the Bassmaster Team Championship now. Um, you know, Kevin, was involved and still is in some capacity like there's that that's and so that's how it kind of started right like those two companies was sort of my initial dealing with the bass fishing industry um and that grew right so after college because this was all during college this tournament right so after college i worked for douglas so i was a sales guy because i was like you know what it's a great company. They make a great product. I can get behind representing this product. Um, great people. So, you know, I want to go around the country. I said, I'll take a van. I'll go around the country. I'll visit shops. Um, I'll, you know, add dealers. I'll, you know, basically do what a salesman would do for, for a fishing company. Um, and, you know, that sort of turned into me having a little more leverage right to say hey like i'm gonna go fish some co-angler events so i'm gonna still visit shops i'm gonna still do all that can i have x amount of you know uh, uh financial support to to do this and they were like absolutely right because i've built that relationship i've proven i can add value i've made connections for them They've helped me out a lot. It's a, it's a symbiotic, like we're, we're, we're working together here, right? I'm not saying to them out of the blue, here's my pitch deck, here's my resume. I want $10,000, I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens. Or, you know, uh, basically asking, asking, asking. I feel like there's a lot of asking in the industry right off the bat. Like, if, if, <laughs> it, it's like if you were a store owner and I walked into your store, and I was like, hey, can I have that? I'll do this for you. They're going to be like, 
no. What do you, who are you? You know what I mean? And it's the same deal. I get we're all in the industry, but you gotta, you gotta add value first. Like even if it takes some time, it's more important to build a relationship than to, you know, get your pockets lined like right off the bat. And frankly, majority of the time, you're never going to get your pockets lined right off the bat. But even if you do it, it doesn't, unless you really, really, you know, impress them with something down the line, like it doesn't feel good for me at least to feel like I'm taking something and not knowing 100% that I can provide value or will provide value to them tangible, like tangible value where they can say, okay, he did, you know, he provided sales or he provided um, connections or he provided, you know, X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Cool. Michael wants to know where in New York, where's the hometown? Cooperstown baseball hall of fame. Um, it's a beautiful place. If you guys ever want to go there, I mean, I'm, you know, I would recommend going in the summer because five inches of ice and snow isn't always, you know, I mean, it's beautiful there, but the summer, the Otsego Lake, that's where I grew up fishing. My, my first club, I joined there, Susquehanna Bass, but Lake's beautiful. They've got, you know, a golf course on the lake. Um, it's like small town, you know, vibes with a lake right next to it. It's a super cool place. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So, <laughs> Well, maybe I'll just back up a little bit here. And let's, so let's yeah. say you, you kind of let's say you, how many how many uh, marshal events did you end up doing? I think I marshaled six or seven. So like like one year or over two years. One or? year. Okay. One year, and this was again. This was when I was working for Douglas, and I also had the financial support of of one of my mentors who was involved with the fishing industry a little bit. He was well off, so like I had kind of a dual income to where, and I didn't have many expenses. I mean, I was fresh out of college, like didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work in the fishing industry at the very least. Like if I wasn't going to make it, I wanted to work in the fishing industry. But like I said, that's to me, it's one and the same. Like <clears throat> I truly look at a sponsorship as, as a, as a job, like, cause it yeah. is, but, um, you know, I, I was either going to work at a, at a company in the fishing industry or try to make it, you know, to the top of the top of the sport. Very cool. So then you fished a couple co-angler Bassmaster opens at the same time. Yep. So then 22 is your first full season, pretty successful 10th in the points. Um, although there was only what 70 guys, maybe that year, that did <laughs> all of them, something like that, or something <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. I look it up. 1292 was your 10th place points in 2022 1426 was 10th yeah 2023 so that's a 134 point jump which is like 10 and a half percent increase year over year yeah points yeah and that's what it took to make a top that like just to quick side note like gosh man i i is it gonna get harder i i don't know i i, I don't know how it could like i had Arguably, I had two slip-ups this year. You could say three, but a 110 or something at the St. Lawrence and then like an 87 in Alabama, the first tournament. Other than that, I mean, a, like, you know, I didn't slip up that much and I still came in 10th. Like, they yeah. caught them. They caught them this year. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you pretty much, right? So you had like, you checked and... Was it six? 
Yeah, six. Six? Yeah. Yeah. So six of nine you had checks. You had a win, uh, a couple top 20s, three three other top – or yeah, basically three others in the top 22. So your home state one was your, your biggest – and there was a lot of people that like – I don't – dude, I don't there know. There was a lot happened. of people that Waddington was their worst tournament. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, that, yeah, that tournament, that was a flip-flopper. Like, if you looked at the points prior to Waddington and then after, it, it was like like so much went on in that tournament that I never had thought would actually happen. Um, like, you looked at some of the names that didn't do well, and I was like, wow, that's that's actually shocking. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. It's like, is it going to be – was this the hardest year in the Opens? Is it going to get – I'm – Yeah, I mean, I don't see I don't how know. it could. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it could. Get, this could have been the hardest year, but I don't think it's going to like get considerably easier anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like, I oh think we're yeah, talking about uh, yeah, it leveled out. Yeah, I think it leveled out with the new structure, with the new payouts, with the AOI that's coming up, with some BPT carnage happening here. Like, I think if someone said to me right now, "What do I need?" next year to make the elites i'm not going to guarantee but i would say a 40th average would be a close to a guarantee i had a 42 yeah, I, yeah, it was 42, 42 point something this year right? yeah yeah so it so could be 44 you, it could be 40 but you know in that range. right around there like they're going to pay down to 45 i would say you're tar i mean <laughs> you should be shooting to end up with a 40, <laughs> to like, averaging a check by the end of the year dude you gotta um, check you gotta check out your average at the end of the year has to be checks fluidly or else unless it's an off year some strain for some strange reason but i don't see how i mean look at the bottom look at the guys that missed it bobby lane kyle austin brett cannon um i mean, I mean i'm missing sam george. sam george i mean if, if you know anymore off the top of your head keep going but like it was a lot of hammers like guys that to be honest with you I could look them in the eyes and say, you like, I mean, they're just as good as I am. If you, not you, you might be a better fish than me, but I, maybe I outworked you this year. Right. Or I out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I it, like, I, whatever it, dude, it comes down to like Kyle Austin lost a Kyle Austin lost a five pounder on the last day that would have put him in the elites. And I caught a 14 ouncer in the last or on the last day, in the last 20 minutes, he lost a five pounder. I lost a 14 ouncer in or I caught a 14 ouncer to fill out my limit with 20 minutes left. And that made me like, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's things that don't, it doesn't differentiate a fisherman by any means. It's just, I don't know. All year. That's the case. I think the overall, like we started this year with 174, 75, whatever it was, EQ people signed up for all nine. I don't think we're going to start with that many this year. I think it'll be between, I don't think it's going to drop way off, but I think, I think there's quite a few guys that this was like their one shot, right? That they okay, they took their swing, right? Like financially, yeah. they only had one opportunity and they took their swing. I, I don't know how many that is. I don't know if that's ten guys or fifty guys, right? But there's a certain amount that are going to like, okay, that that was a little. I bit off a little more than I thought. Uh, that's not, you know, hey, I, I've never traveled for nine tournaments. I really didn't enjoy that. Like, right? Like, there's. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think we'll see a slight decline in numbers. I don't think it's like going to drop to like eighty. It's, but I think we're going right. to be you know one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and fifty, maybe something like that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but that's I think a, we're stat. not going to have as many people that just kind of like on a whim thought 
I can do this. And now it's going right. to be like the people that are doing it, we're going to get like some BPT guys. We're going to get some. Oh, so you're guys, saying, or, you you're know saying what I mean? like, competition throughout will be stouter. I think so. On average, it's not going to get any easier, even though there won't be 175, it'll be 125, 150. But those that are, will have a little bit more chops, I think. Um, I so can I see that being the case. I mean, what I still think it's going to be like, though? yeah. And then that's right. Then you got these, uh, I mean, uh, Easton Fothergill and, you know, uh, yeah. Tucker, uh, Smith the other, there. Tucker Smith, like, yeah. yeah, those kinds of, and then other guys that are right there that we don't even, you know, know their names yet that we will. Uh, well, that's the yeah. thing, man. So I, I go back and forth. I argue about this with my buddy all the time. I'm like, I could, would it shock me if there was 200? Yeah, but if someone had to, if I had to bet my life that it wouldn't happen, I wouldn't do it. Like I could see there potentially being over 175 again, mm. plus that sign up. I'm hoping not because I want to fish the Division Three. So I don't. Yeah, I don't Division Three. That's your. That's right up your alley. Holy smokes! Um, I signed up for Division One. Um, like like we talked the about. The opens were so easy and so profitable. Kyle had to sign up for a division. <laughs> no, actually, you know what it is? It's more, it's more so I can gain experience um, on, I mean, look at division one. You tell me that the elites are not going to one of those lakes next year. Okeechobee, Sandy Cooper, Hartwell. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's like a picturesque Bassmaster schedule, whether it's elites opens next year, whatever it is. That's a good question. Uh, oh. Channel member says, uh, you cashed in two thirds. That means you must have made money, right? Nick, I'll tell you this: if I didn't win one of those, so Nick, pretend I finished second. second. Or third. Yeah. No, second, even second. If I finished second in uh, at Ozarks, I would have been down seven thousand. Right. You basically, make... you, you made you had about sixty grand in winnings this year. So, but then okay, you take a second place. That's twenty thousand bucks, probably around there. So subtract forty three from twenty five. It, it would bring it, you yeah. down to like thirty five. Oh yeah, so I'd be down ten grand. Right. If I didn't, if I didn't win, and you know that's the reality of the game, right? Like, there's no. I'm not like throwing shade at, at the payouts or anything, but the reality is, and that goes back to what I'm saying, you know, with, with the, the companies that I work with, for example, powerhouse, like you, like I work for powerhouse. I'm not sponsored by powerhouse. They will be on the side of the boat next side of the, my boat next year, big, because I believe in the company and I work for them. And I think I, I have added value and I will continue to add value. And without them, probably wouldn't have been able to do this year. Um, and that's what's so important about the value add that you're providing, right? Because in the opens, you cannot walk into the opens and say, <laughs> he's like, I, he already knew the answer, but he wanted to hear it from you. Oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I was, I was, I was genuinely explaining it as if you didn't know. Yeah. Like, no, that's good. Yeah. I, I think more people need to hear that. That's kind of the, the core of what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Like, and to be honest, I, I, I think it's kind of, it's, it's a blessing in disguise. And the reason is, 
is because unless you're independently wealthy, you have to know that the opens is your training grounds and they make it your training. You can't just go into it and say, oh, I'm going to top 10 all nine. Because first of all, that'd be absurd and probably wouldn't happen. And second of all, you still wouldn't make money. So you have to figure out this sponsorship game in your way. Um, you know, exactly. Tyler, that's a perfect point. Like, you need to know, everyone needs to know that the opens, you cannot walk into it thinking you're going to make money. And you need to, you need to provide value to your sponsors so that they'll be, they'll help you along the way or else it's impossible. It, it really is. It's, it's so impossible. Or you save up a huge chunk of change, but that's a, that's a bigger risk than doing it even with the sponsors. Like you're, you're relying on what, if you're, if you, I, I would say truthfully, you need with this year's entry fees, I think you need 50. I would say you need to have saved $55,000 to go into the opens yeah. and forget, forget your boat truck payment, how mortgage rent, whatever it may be. You need 55 right. grand yeah. of cash. And so when you say 55, I mean, so you're, you're figuring you were 45, 50 in this year, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just what, figuring what, in an extra what, what five kind of lifestyle where it was, was Kyle Patrick living on the road? Like, was it like yeah. camping, renting house with 19 people and seven triangles? <laughs> like what, what, what was your strategy to like? <laughs> so I bought a cap on my truck. I had a bed in the back and I slept next to a bunch of powerhouse lithium batteries. Um, don't know so how just a, like just a topper, not a, not yeah, a camper. Correct. And I'll explain how it transpired. Yep. So I I met one of my buddies, his name's Brian. Um, he fished all nine opens, super good dude. Um, you know, he he was he was he basically said, Look, I, I want to travel with someone. I said, dude, all I can afford is two hundred bucks a tournament in lodging. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at campgrounds, man. I'm sorry. He was like, No, man, like I'll help you out. And I'm grateful for that because without that, it's not like I had budgeted $200 per event. And he was like, just pay me 200. We'll get cheap Airbnbs, you know, whether that be bunk beds or whatever it is. And, and I'll cover the difference. Right. Um, so that was incredibly helpful and, and nice to, you know, have someone that, you know, was able to do that. Um, but frankly, I would have stayed at campgrounds. And, you know, when I do make long drives, I still keep the bed in the back because, you know, there'll be nights where I don't have something. So I'll sleep in the back. I've got like screens that slide open. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's doing it ch cheap, like 200 bucks in lodging. Isn't a lot of money. Like you, if you think you're going to get an Airbnb, you, I mean, that's slim for campgrounds to be honest, the way that it, it is it, to it, get electric. Like, yeah, a lot of the ones down South, like you can find KOAs that you can, get away yeah, with because remember the practices are like 34 bucks at, you know 30 40 bucks a night for a power electric sometimes so right you got you got to shop around sometimes to get yes it. yeah like yes yep 100 percent. and like yeah like people don't realize like this is not easy dude and like all the while i'm, I'm managing you know dealers with powerhouse i'm doing pro staff stuff um for douglas and powerhouse um and for kick customs i'm getting calls from guys what, that, what does rj even do rj's the brains of the organization dude <laughs> rj is just like the 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 eye candy when it comes down to it like, yeah just rj's a, rj's a, the yeah he's the brains <laughs> he's the brains no he's he's very good rj is excellent um good dude too uh 
we, we talk all the time. We work together very closely. He's a, he's a uh, super good dude. And he was the one that believed in me because I called Powerhouse up. It's a great story. I was in my garage, very bothered because I had a season coming up that I knew was important. I was in the middle of the season, actually, it was the summer. And I had some issues with a prior company. And um, I called up RJ and I said, RJ, my name is Kyle Patrick. I want to chat with you about lithium batteries. And he was like, yeah. He's like, shoot. And yeah, I was bud, like, what's going on? yeah, well, yeah, bud, you know, <laughs> shit, talk to me. And uh, uh, I was like, look, is there, I want to, I want to provide value to the company. Will you just give me a chance? And we set it up to where I got 90 days. Uh, I got batteries. He sent me batteries. He got me hooked up and he gave me like, you know, he basically said like, you know, you got to get after it. Right. And I was like, I'm going to get after it. And right when I got off the phone, I, I, you know, did the legwork, called a bunch of dealers, got some cr pretty quality sales numbers. If I, if I just may say so myself. Um, and I was like, you know, after 67 or 40 or 50 days, I was like, can I, you know, be more involved? Right. Like I want to like, look what I did. Like, I want to, I want to be more involved and like, try to keep growing this company with you guys the best I can. And, you know, it started off with some small tasks like here and there. Um, and, you know, now I help, I still just help with as much as I can and manage pro staff and um, try to get as many dealers as I can use connections, um, you know, and that was, that was just off a phone call. But the difference was for anyone that's listening, the difference was, I didn't call them and say, Hey, look at my resume. Look at my, whatever I'm looking for free batteries or I'm looking for X amount of dollars because the minute you bring money into it, like that's coming out of a company's pocket or a person's pocket, it's kind of an instant like turn off because yeah, at least you're going to have your guard up. Right. You're, right. you're going to have your guard up like, whoa, what do you want? You know what I mean? And and I think that saying, hey, can I can I get some dealers for you? Is that you know, is that something you guys are interested in? Are you looking to add dealers here or there or are you, what do you need? Like, yeah. straight what, are you, up, what are your goals? Nothing. What are your needs? Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, like, where do you want to be? How can I help yep. you get there? Like, yeah. Yeah. And 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 yes, did I ask for like a chance at free batteries? Yeah, of course, because I needed them. I couldn't run it. But I said, look, I'll pay for them if I don't meet what I've said. Like, you know, put me on terms, right? And I think that just is how I've done a lot of my sponsorships. Like, it's sort of been either a natural progression, like with Douglas, um, with the tournament trail, and I ran their tournament trail, and I worked for them whether it's K&K Customs, you know, helping him with pro staff. And like, I had a friendship with him and through the tournament trail prior, like it's all been either a natural progression or a, a value add first, right? And, you know, that's why it, it's kind of funny. Like now that this all happened, I, like I get, I'll get like emails or calls and I'm just kind of overwhelmed and I don't know how to go about like when someone's like, Hey, we'll give you this and this, like, or, or they say, what do you want? And I'm just on the phone and I'm like, 
Um, and like, I'm I don't, usually I, asking what you want. I don't yes, know. <laughs> yes. And, and, and no, and I'm being serious and this is, and, and I, I'm not going to get into it, but this has burned me um, because I, I tend to, and this is not good. And, and a couple of my buddies who have made it have said, man, you, you aren't valuing yourself enough in some situations, right? Like, because I'll say a number because I don't want to tell a company to pay me something and not know for 100% of fact that I can then 2X their investment. You know what I mean? So I'm getting these calls and it's like, okay, like I, you got to give me time. Like I, you can't call me or, or email me and expect me to have like bang, 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 at least me, because I've never gone about that, gone about sponsorships that way in my whole career ever. I've never, never been someone to just ask for something. So that's, that's been a challenge for me, honestly, um, uh, being in the position I am. I mean, I say that like, oh, poor Kyle, like, but, but I, I'm being serious. Like it, it is hard to go from, you know, providing value first and then knowing, okay, these are my numbers or this is what I've done versus now it's like the, it's flip-flopped. Yeah. Now that you've, you've achieved the goal, you have a platform. Uh, right. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, see a couple, let's see if we can, a uh, couple of questions here. We'll, uh, just a comment. Hint. Army outdoors member for 17 months. Let's head to Mojave going to go check out maddie wong and chris zaldane at the uh the u.s west bass championship that should be cool heck yeah enjoy the trip say hi to maddie for us yeah for sure uh, i actually owe maddie a call tomorrow i feel I, i've been i was so slammed today i didn't i didn't call him don't worry don't worry about marty he'll be fine <laughs> um uh, let's see here i'm guessing you know kevin yeah that's that's the owner of, of kang customs <laughs> there you go no Kevin, what's up, dude? Bank. Brody says he was at the uh, Ozarks when you won. Awesome. Heck yeah. Did you say what up? I, you should have come over. I, I, I was pretty preoccupied. I was My head was all over the place. But um, no, that's Let's cool. It's really cool, man, to just, you know, I'm just grateful for everything that's happened. It's nuts. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, Jim. <clears throat> I hope they should be about this. Yeah. That, that, I mean, yes, I, Jim, you're right. But at the same time, when you're in the EQ level of things, it's very hard to. I was fortunate enough to do it this year, but it's very, mm -hmm. very challenging for someone to have their. All their entry fees, travel, lodging, everything covered. So yes, it's a bonus, but at the same time, I think at certain times, like my first year, I did have to say, okay, Kyle, I, I'm assuming you're going to cut three checks just to give right. yourself an extra six, 7,000. Like I, I just, I think you can do that. So I kind of factored that into my budget and that was a little bit of a risk, but you have to factor that in a little bit, but you are right. Like if done yeah. perfectly in a perfect world, that is correct. But also at that level, it's hard for anyone to provide enough value just based on logos on boats and jerseys to justify mm -hmm. companies to give you that much money. 
right? Yeah. So yeah. unless you are doing things extra, seminars, you have a social platform, you're creating content, you're making, sto- you're, you're opening accounts, like you're doing, you know, if you can't do other things besides just catch them and drive your fancy rig down the road, right? Yeah. It's hard for many people to justify that. Unless they're just totally like, good friends and they got a, a, a business and they just want to help you out. Right. Like so yeah. for a lot of guys, it's, it's a double-edged sword to say that, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, fronting your own money, but at the same time, if you're not doing a bunch of other things like you are, and some mm-hmm. people are to, uh, to, to, to justify that it's hard for companies to, to justify that backing. Oh yeah. It's next to impossible. I mean, and look, I, now I am on the opposite end of the spectrum for multiple different companies. I, I see, the way people go about it and you'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you'd be shocked. It, people really think that they deserve X, Y, or Z um, because they're fishing the opens. But I will, I will say now the opens for everyone that hasn't sort of dived into the situation for next year, Bassmaster has stepped their game up pretty, pretty tremendous, like pretty in a pretty big way. They're live stream, uh, on Fox, FS1, all nine, um, they're they're they step it, their game is up. Is it Fox on all nine, or is it just live coverage at all nine? That's a good question. I don't think they're on Fox all nine, but I do think they are covering each event. Oh, live. okay. I think some of I, them are still on. I, I, I don't yep. think it's nine on Fox, but I could be wrong. I think okay. it might just be like still might be three on Fox, but they are going to have like you know their their traditional Bassmaster yeah. live. Which is still yeah. a big deal. Like that's still really, right. It's still value added because there's a lot of people. And that is that still a big commitment from Bass because that is not cheap. No, no, it's not at all. Um, I'm looking. No, at I, don't, it I haven't now. seen the specifics. Whether it's three, all is it all? Is it all three days? Or just no, I don't know. It's so not like, going to be all three days. It's yeah. it says just the championship Saturdays or whatever. Yep. Um, I don't see it here. I don't want to waste too much time looking. But, yeah, but anyways, uh, but still, they're, but yeah. they're, they're making a bunch of moves in the right direction. They are putting some AOI payouts on top of what they're already doing. Uh, entry fees are going up. All that money is going on top. They're not taking any a cut of that. It appears that they're not, you know, of that right. extra $200 for pros and 75 for co's. None of that is going into Bassmaster. That's all going to the payout. So at least now and the AOI. 40th, you're doubling your entry fee, which at least you're breaking even when you get a check versus losing money, hopefully. <laughs> right. I mean, you're still going to be losing money based on travel and stuff, but Depends. I mean, yeah, that's like, just, yeah, that's just, that's just I the, mean, end like, of the game. If, if I, if I uh, get a four grand check at Leech Lake, that's three hours from my house and I'm staying at my buddy's house. I'll, I'll oh, your money. money. <laughs> oh, you're, your money, dude. <laughs> um, no. And, and I think it's cool with the AOI thing because like, if you win angler of the year, um, that is true, by the way, whoever just said that. Um, if you win AOI, that's 45 grand. That's your that's your elite entry. Day. So that's big. Um, and even like 10th or 10th place now, I think they get 10 grand or something or five grand or something. So, I mean, like that. Yeah, an extra I think it's I like 4K, 3,500 or 4K. But I mean, still, yeah. that, that's extra money in your pocket. That, that's that's I mean, it, it's a good effort to make it a legitimate like trail and i think don't quote me but i think that's where it's going like i think pretty soon you'll see in the next two or three years some changes i don't know but that's my that's where my i've heard that the new bids going out 
are going to shorten the practices, um, which for a lot is actually good, right? Because that's going to like, if they're going to give you five days of practice, you feel like you almost have to be there for four or five days. Whereas if they cut it to three days, then, you know, you can get by for a hundred lodging instead of 200. Yeah. It's a lot more manageable. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, and I always said, the oh, investment gosh. in live brings more money in. Maybe they can yeah. sell that advertisement. So like, yeah. Yeah. And I always uh, said like, why is this the key no to like is not wearing shoes like does that help you feel the fish through the boat in the water to like catch fish like is there a secret there or no it actually just makes me so much more nimble on the boat like i can move around like i'm a wiry dude everyone says it which i am i'm high energy and i think what it does is it i i just feel more grounded to the boat and i feel like i can maneuver around a lot more easily like if you're wearing a shoe <laughs> It's funny we're talking about this. If you're wearing a shoe, that's an extra this much space that you're taking up on the front deck when you're just standing there as opposed to like that much. Because it's, you know, you're adding an inch and a half or two inches to the size of your... I feel more clunky when I'm in shoes and I hate it. Like I want to be like nimble, able to move around the boat, um, you know, make a cast, step in a step between my rods. And you know what I mean? Um, it's also it's so that you, when you're stepping on your guides, you know it, and then you don't break them. Right. right. <laughs> it's actually, actually burned me. I, I I got a hook in me at Ozarks, believe it or not, like right in the bottom of my foot. It it hurts nice. a lot. I, I'm kind of on board with that. I don't like. I definitely don't like. Like if I'm fun fishing, I'll wear flip flops and stuff sometimes. But like if I'm tournament fishing, I do not like like sandals, flip flops. I right. feel like that is a it's tripping sneakers. I feel like I'm yeah. not like. I mean, sneakers are okay, but they're not the most comfortable for me. I actually, what I do is I, I got like these uh, barefoot running shoes. Vibrams? The, vi the, 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 the Vivo barefoot. Like, is it like where you're like, they're not, the, they're not the toe ones. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're like a really light rubber. I don't have them here. You, you can go watch one of my videos sometimes. You can see them. But uh, they're super light. They don't, they don't weigh anything. They're like this thin. Like basically okay. just they're like, a little plastic shell rubber shell around my foot so that like they're i don't burn my feet on buckles and uh mm. metal you know you know yeah and then they're, that's thick a problem. they're not likely to take a hook so like that's that's my solution to the um although kevin yeah. thanks for the super chat much appreciated um although are you concerned in sight fishing events you're giving up height that you could use for seeing fish do they have a rule on that could, could I wear, wear like shoes? Could I wear platform? Can I? Could I? That's actually an interesting thought. Maybe that's a partnership add... you haven't considered. Are there, are there any sight fishing events? Maybe you could have like a one event Is deal. Um, it, that's a good question. See, I've been so busy. Like I've I've planned out my schedule, um, and it's more travel than it was last year, um, <laughs> Kevin. Um, yeah. Somebody said Ty Williams doesn't even own shoes based on last year. So yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't own shoes either. Um, and he almost fell in the water at Harris Chain. So um, with shoes on, I think he was in for sure. So that saved him. That saved him. Um, do we have any sight fishing events on the elites? I think I think the forks going to be like Texas is going to be on the too early. I think that's going to be mostly pre-spawn, right? I think uh, I'm. I forget when the date is. I feel like uh, they're doing a good job to avoid the spawn this year. Just thinking out loud, but yeah, I, I 
all I know is I got a whole lot of driving to do because I need to stay super competitive this year. And, you know, people make fun of like, you know, spending like I used to go to events back before there was off limits, like seven days in advance. And mm -hmm. just because I need to learn, like I need I need to catch up like I'm I constantly feel behind. And I think that's why I, I work so hard to try to um, I, to try to have gotten to where I'm at, where I can go full time now right and, and fish and work in the fishing industry and be immersed in it because i felt like i had a job it was a great job a friend of mine was the owner he, he's amazing he let me he basically helped me get to where i am right now uh, his name's billy gilbert he's from new york um he so like it was great to have that job but i wasn't putting as much time on the water as these guys were so i'm excited but it's also going to be a ton of work this year doing 12 events um 12 events and, you know, having to pre pre-practice all of them. I'm not going to pre-practice the open stuff, but I have to pre-practice a lot of the elite series events because never been to fork, never been to, um, God, I'm, why am I blanking on our schedule? Um, never been to fork, never been to, uh, I haven't competed on Champlain that much, but I probably should go there, figure that place out. Um, but no, so Toledo Bend, I've been to, I'm excited about that one. That's going to be a smash fest. Just, I cannot wait to have everyone watch that event. Um, that's the kickoff, right? We're starting at Toledo. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yep. Starting at Toledo. And there then fantasy insider. Kyle Patrick says he's a lot of oh, fantasy team. No, no, don't, don't do that. Um, I'm, I'm a fantasy pundit, so I'm going to put that in the article. I'm going to put on Bassmaster that you basically said you cannot leave Kyle Patrick off your roster. Oh my gosh, dude! I did fin. That was my third best finish of the year. I will say that. Um, that place was sick. Um, Harris Chain of Lakes clearly need to figure something a little more out there than just going into canals with a wacky worm. Uh, Murray never been. Wheeler I've been. Smith never been. Um, Got to practice for the classic. So there's a lot of work. I mean, I don't need to go through all of it, but there, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and people don't realize how much it is involved with staying consistent and and um, forget like the sponsorship side and partnership side, but like consistently be staying like, you know, relevant and on top of the, your game and fishing is so challenging. That's why it's so hard. Like you have to put so much time, whether it's on the water on your computer researching um, Google Earth. I have like a system for for waypoints that I, you know, Google Earth stuff and it transitions into my, um, you know, hummingbirds. There's all kinds of stuff. What app do you use to organize your career? Like, do you have your whole career on like Notion or something? Or like, is it, is it just a, a Google? <laughs> yeah. Like what's, what's when, the when you say like? career, what do you mean? Like, is, I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would say like, as far as scheduling, I use um, I use Google calendar cause I can share it with people and it connects into my Apple, you know, calendar. So I can, I always have it. Right. And then I use a lot of Excel for like sponsorship obligations, money coming in, um, you know, money going out. Like right now I'm, um, RJ and I are powerhouse. We'll, we'll be at the classic. So uh, we're trying to, you know, manage who's going to work there. Excel is a really neat tool for like, just managing whether it's people money just all it keeps it really organized um 
And then I have QuickBooks as well. Every time I swipe my credit card, it logs it so I can see the expenses for the year. Um, you know, I, I pair a lot of different things together, but it is important to stay organized. And I'm not perfect. I, I make tons of mistakes when it comes to like, oh, shoot, I should have probably organized it like this because now I'm lost or something like that. But that's another side of that's another piece to the puzzle. Like you're your own business, you know, like you're yeah. you're your own business. Um, you you you're your own negotiator. Like there's all you have to stay on top of like all this. Um, and I'm learning quickly, but it's it's hard. It's really hard yeah so that being said since you're watching the budget are you a pbj rice beans kind of guy or do you like to have a good meal for the tournament to help your performance what's the strategy there after i won ozarks i went off a little bit <laughs> but uh every time i cut a check i eat really well and then no i mean i don't skimp on meals because it is a really important part of you know staying staying like mentally like your clarity mentally and physically like on the water it's really important so i try to eat you know great meals um you know not go overboard i'm not getting like you know lobster dinners and stuff but, but you you're, know you're making sure you're getting a balance like proteins vegetables it's not like just garbage in garbage out like you're trying to yeah there's there's some garbage, in garbage some. Out. Like, like, yeah there's, there's also convenience like, like because yeah because yeah. dude you get off the water at eight Right. Especially on the early ones where the sun isn't setting as as or the sun isn't going down. Yeah. Like St. Lawrence River it was only dark for like three hours. Right. So, yeah, man, like I would get off the water at 745 or whenever it was. I can't even remember because I'm so dialed in. All I do is I look at the, you know, sunrise, sunset on my weather apps. But you get off the water and you're famished, like beyond hungry, because, you know, I have two or three granola bars maybe on the water all day so i'm starving so you don't have a meal ready you don't have it prepped or something and you're driving past and it's like oh Ch chick-fil-a you know you just like pull in there so like sometimes you have to eat like that you know how it is they i mean, have I'm a sure great, you... uh, great app that chick-fil-a for ordering ahead they do yeah that's pretty crucial i've used it a time or two Florida is the worst though. Cause there's so much food. Uh, yeah, I eat a lot. Anyone that, yeah, that is, that's another problem. Like anyone that's traveled with me or knows who's gone out to dinner. Like I eat probably an unhealthy amount. I might need to cut down on that actually. Like it's not affecting my performance. But I, I eat at least two or three meals in, in, in like a sitting at dinner, like guaranteed like full pizzas and then like snacks after like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. <laughs> I get cheered for it all the time too. Most people say that you're pretty high energy. So you're like, you just always burning. Yeah. That's probably what it is. It's a blessing and a curse. I, I shake a little bit when I land a big one. Thanks Kevin. Kevin's the ultimate, uh, the ultimate fan. I love it. Yeah. I feel really like I see really. Kevin hustling on basketball at central quite a bit. Like he's very active. I assume I'm assuming yeah. that's Kevin that I see. Yes. Uh, it's either Kevin or someone, someone in the office, but like Kevin is very, uh, dialed on like, you know, he, he honestly, he's just a good business owner in this space. Cause he mm -hmm. cares so much about fishing in the industry 
and it, and it, and when you when you care that much, it just translates to being a good business owner in bass fishing. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of businesses you know that are successful, but I think his is because of how much he cares about the industry and like just loves bass fishing. You know, like it's easy to it's like me, like or anyone that's on the elites. Like, why are they there? Probably because they like it a whole lot. Because if you don't, you're not gonna make it. You know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, same with you with your podcast. I mean, it wouldn't be successful if you didn't like it, like, you know, um, so that's, that is true. Yeah. Patrick wants to know, does, is there a, is there a discount code for K and K customs or. I actually do have one. Yeah. Right now I'm redoing my website. Um, but honestly, Patrick, if you just call Kevin, um, or someone in the office or Kevin's there, whatever it is, um, just say that you saw the Hellabass live. And I said, Kevin needs to give you a discount. If he doesn't, you can message me on Instagram and say Kevin screwed me over, and and, and I'll get I'll talk to Kevin. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else? Is... What else is cooking down there? Yeah, let's take a couple of questions. Uh... So I guess. What is your what's your is your brand gonna look pretty similar? I guess I'm assuming that like your wrap, your boat, your like yeah, is it gonna look substantially different next year from the opens, or is it gonna look pretty similar? Like it's gonna look pretty different um, as far as you know sponsorship stuff goes, and you know um, I'm definitely gonna do a lot more next year. I, I've hired, um, fortunately, I, I I have Lee. Boom, discounts for all Hellabass watches. Let's go. Um, fortunately, I have this social media guy who's so good. And I'm gonna have him travel with me and he's gonna help a lot with like my my brand. Um, so we've got a new website cooking. We got Bassmaster Classic merch um, that's gonna drop, excuse me, um, gonna drop in a little bit, a um, couple days or weeks. Um, and then, you know, all those like, you know, the Budweiser ads, like the spoofs and like, you know, the, all the like, you know, funny stuff on Instagram, there'll be some shirts tied to that. Once, once it gets a little bigger, I'm not going to go overboard with apparel until I feel like I can sell it. And most of it won't be like KGP fishing stuff. Right. Because frankly, I know that I'm not big enough yet to have like a Gerald it's more Swindle. Like, it's not what J, uh, Jay Lee's doing, but it's like this lake sucks or like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, still, uh, uh, yep. like the Millican vultures or, or spot vulture, like that kind of Something stuff. Just more like, like fishing themed. Yeah. Like I have an idea. You can't see, can't see this, but like uh, my trademark is like uh, eat a pike, save a jackhammer. Feel like yep. good... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great shirt. I want to steal that idea. Um, no. But we can, no, that's we can exactly collab it. on it. We could, we could I'll do a, a collaborative shirt. Oh yeah, dude. I will collab with you on that. Um, but no, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to have some KGP classic merch because I feel like it's just, you know, family members, friends, people that are coming out. It'll be nice to have, you know, that available for them. Um, but yeah, no, brand brand won't change as far as like KGP fishing, but there'll be some sponsorship stuff that gets shift around on the boat. And yeah, but other than that, it's going to stay true. No shoes, big bags and um you know yeah it is his site is I think, good i mean i guess i'm uh, k and k customs like they have like 
powerhouse batteries, a lot of electronics, trolling motors, power poles, like that kind of stuff, right? That's the kind of the. Yeah. Yeah. No, their, their website is really good. Um, they do a whole bunch of stuff and there's a lot. He, he's, you know, working on some of his own products. You know, he's got, uh, he's got yeah, a lot. Say, don't they have something for the new quest trolling motor, like live scope adapter already or yep. something like that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's got that cooking. So that's good. Um, you know, uh, there's a whole, whole lot of things in the works that he's got going on. Um, he just, like I said, he just stays up to date, you know, like you gotta, you gotta stay up to date in the industry to, 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 uh, you know, you know, be successful. It's the same. It's truly the same with fishing too. Yes, Michael, I do have a YouTube channel. Forgive me. It's not that great right now. I have like two or three or no, I have like four or five videos from recent, but that's going to pick up a lot next year. So, you know, obviously subscribe. It's helpful. I just posted um, the link uh, in the chat here. It's also in the show description. Uh, it's at KGP Fishing. Uh, is your plan to do more? <clears throat> do you have any plans with your social guy following you to do like the traditional tournament video? Because you've not really done that. You've both. done some stuff related to like your open fishing. But do you think you're going to do that? Or are you going to kind of do your own take on it? Or what's your vision for next year? We're going to do both. Uh you know, um, we're going to do some traditional like, you know, Brandon Polinick type videos where it's like the whole or Milliken does them too, like the basic tournament videos. But, you know, I, I talk about this with Lee, who's helping me, obviously, in the uh, on the back end with like social media and stuff like we kind of want to provide co content for like the tournament fishermen, but we also want to provide content for like you know, your average guy that maybe doesn't care as much about tournaments and just wants to like watch entertaining fishing stuff. Yeah. Right. Like we have some pretty neat ideas that are, I, I won't even go into them, but they're, they're pretty wild. Um, and yeah. you'll see that in the next year, um, or six months or whatever it is. Um, and, and so that's going to be a neat, a neat uh, addition. It's it's kind of like, so you're probably best known for like some of your like vertical content, like your, your reels and your uh, yeah. uh, TikTok t style, uh, which you've done some creative stuff that's definitely, you know, the, with the, with your buddy, the Geico lizard and a, some Budweiser <laughs> type spoof commercial yeah. and things like yeah. that. And it, you seem like you're getting a lot more traction on Instagram and TikTok, but your shorts yeah. don't, for whatever reason, the shorts are not getting the traction. I don't, uh, it's I don't know what it is, man. But you know what? I, I frankly, that's not what. So our goal with the yeah. shorts was to just get some content out there quick. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to really dive into YouTube. It's a great platform. It, I, I like I, I want to definitely do some educational videos because um, it's tough for me because it's this weird thing where. Milliken does a good job with walking the line of like too mm -hmm. much information. Sometimes he, he posts like some stuff where I think guys, <laughs> here's all the waypoints from you fall on here. Yeah. Right. Where I was right. It's like, right. And it's like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely spilled the bean. I, I think some people were slightly unhappy with that. I mean, I didn't care, but I don't think I'm going to approach it that way. Um, as much as, you know, do, do some educational stuff. Like how can you get better with live scope? I know it's a hot topic. People don't like it. Yeah. I don't care people. You're going to need to like it. Like I, I don't rely on it 100%, but if you don't, you're at a disadvantage. So I'm going to put some live scope content out. I'm going to put some, you know, 
lure specific techniques that I, you know, have utilized out. Like I just put one up um, about the the green fish tackle uh, paired with the chunky D from missile baits. Uh, I put that video about like why that combo is so good out. Um, you know, I'm going to do stuff about powerhouse. We're going to, you know, dive into like the full system, why it's a really good system. Um, there's so much stuff people don't even realize that makes powerhouse so good. And I want to like share that with, you know, your average consumer that may not be as involved with, you know, their graphs or whatever it is. Um, you know, I think that's valuable. So I'm going to try to walk the line of like, you know, I don't want to give away every single secret I've ever learned in my entire life, but I want to help people catch more fish yeah. and have a better time on the water. Yeah. And, and and Kyle does a good job. He's got some pretty good entertaining stuff. And if you're more of a TikTok or more of an Instagram or more of a YouTube, he's, he's done a good job. And there's some, some if just casual uh, kind of fishing related kind yeah. of just like shorts like they're, they're yeah, pretty just, entertaining like it's it's not a lot of like here's how to rig a texas worm and like like this is yeah. the best spinner bait because like right like it's right. it's pretty it's worth checking out check them out on your favorite uh platform um cool well here's the thing i got a bunch of questions queued up about the elite series season and next year and what you're looking forward to but i'm going to sneak in one quick little partner spot here and then we'll be back in 60 seconds to talk about next year are you ready to reel in your next home purchase or refinance? Supreme Lending's dream team. Can help guide you through the entire mortgage process from pre qualification to closing. We have a wide variety of home loan programs in our tackle box including down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer options. You can ask Hella Bass. He trusted us to help finance his home. Contact the Dream Team today by searching Supreme Lending Dream Team or click the link below in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. All right, back to our regularly scheduled program Heck here. Yeah. <laughs> So when you when you win the classic and you need to like buy that new lake place up in uh, New York, uh, Aaron's a, a bass fishing guy, you know, with people Heck in the yeah. industry that likes to give back. So check out the Dream Team and uh... yeah, buying homes not easy. You definitely need help there. <laughs> I did didn't I actually see an email that the interest rates actually dropped today? I I don't know. I don't keep. Up I, I mean, I'm not sure it wasn't like a massive drop, but I guess it was the first time they actually like kind of. I don't know. Yeah. So. Huh. Which would help the pros that are trying to sell their boat quite a bit. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so, do you have a new boat, or are you running the same boat again? No. This year? So I'm, I am so happy. I actually need to get to Moncom because I've got warranty on the old boat. I have to deal with for my buyer, and then I have, um, I have to. I sold my Mercury, so I sold my boat right before the St. Lawrence because I saw. I was like, man, this can't hold. I'm like, it can't hold up. And I sold my boat and got a new boat mid-season thinking, if I don't make it, I'll run it. I'll run it. This, like, for the next three months, I'll run this new Phoenix. And then I'll, I'll just run it into next year. But I the, the market will be so saturated at the end of this year, there's no way they sell. So I sold it, got the new one. Now I'm, um, I'm headed to Yamaha. So Yamaha 
I'm getting the Yamaha put on my boat. Mercury pulled off it. I sold it already. So I felt like I made a good decision on that note because I am not currently stressing about selling the boat, which is um, really relaxing in that on that front. Yeah, that's uh, look at you. You're so clever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I try. Um, all right. So I did promise we'd uh, <clears throat> get to some of these questions. Uh, wrong button. Let's see here. Uh, Brennan wants to know what classic, what lake are you looking forward to most? And uh, what do you think lake fits your style next year? Man, that's a good question. Um, so my, believe it or not, my style of fishing is like a John Cox. Like I love, like, that's how I grew up fishing in New York. That's how I, you know, that, that is like my bread and butter. Like, that's what I love more than anything. However, I have become pretty proficient with my live scope. So it's a hard, it's a hard question because I think Toledo Bend sets up really well for me. I really do. I like the way it fishes big, large mouth. I'm able to fish shallow and let go out in live scope. Um, you know, depending on how Florida sets up, I struggled with the Harris chain, but I, I feel like if I could get them shallow better than I did, that could be a decent event for me. Um, to be honest, man, I don't really have a favorite way to fish at this point in my career because I've just become accustomed to figuring out how to catch the fish in the best way and becoming as good at that specific technique in that specific tournament and moment as I possibly can, that I don't really go into a lake and say, I want to do, I'm like, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I keep it, I keep it kind of open, open-minded. Yeah. Didn't you at one point in the year catch like a crazy amount of fish on the magic worm or like made up like. Yeah. That bait. Look, I'm telling you right now, the missile bait. Yeah, there it is. So, this worm. So what? What color? So give us like top okay. two colors. Like the top two colors, hands down, was go to. It's the blue. Um, um, what's it called? Oh God, I love it. Yep, you had it. Green pumpkin money. No. no. Well, I mean, they're all so good. Yep. Bruiser, Bruiser flash. flash. That's what it is. Bruiser, dude. It's so weird. People are like. I remember JT pulled me over at Oklahoma in practice. He goes, you got that worm on your deck again? And I was like, dude, just wait, man. Like, the thing's a bad dude. And I finished 11th on it and didn't catch one other fish on any other bait. I'll, I'll, give, you the, I'll give you the lowdown on this. So and I've already spilled the beans, so I'm not worried about it. So it's funny. I use this on a 745 Douglas rod. So like kind of a mid, like it's not too stiff. It's got like some, some, it's got a little bit of, you know, um, flex or forgiveness when I set the hook, right. It's got like a great medium action, um, stouter rod though, like a 745, it's seven, four. It's like, you could flip jigs with it, you know, throw a frog and I power shot it. So a 20 pound test, straight fluoro, half ounce weight, a cover shot hook, and it's 12 inches above the line and it's that 
worm Texas rigged on the cover shot HD hook. That bait, I caught five fish on it at Toledo. And then after Toledo, I went, where did we go? Bugs Island. Every fish I caught was on it. Um, Eufaula, Oklahoma. Every fish I caught was on it. Uh, Wheeler Lake. Every I had three or four tournaments in a row where I caught no fish on any other bait. But one, I went through like 20, sure. I, I went through always like power shotting or did yeah, you ever drop every time. shot? Like, nope. <laughs> nope. So that spoke volumes. Like I remember texting Alex, uh, at missile baits and John. And I was like, I, I, I remember texting John once and I was like, dude, I don't think I need another bait ever. Like I, I, it seems like I just can't miss with this bait right now. And so it's the deal. I mean, I could go on and on about it. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now that I have a whole pile of those for next year, just getting going to get ready to get ripped apart by big, large mouth. Um, and, and it's, it's the deal, man. Like they truly are good. And I will say the green pumpkin money, I fished it a decent amount on a wacky drop shot, mm-hmm. but the little arsenal band in the center. So I could catch a bunch of fish on it without burning through a worm. Sorry, John, I don't like to burn through worms. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, I actually like bite average bite was really good on that. Like a lot of three to five pounders. Yep. And I'm not it's, a drop shot guy, but I had some pretty good success on up up where I am. The green pumpkin money. Yeah. Like I have every color in my truck, every single color. I have the small ones. I have the big ones. Do you like, so you, like, because the batteries take up so much room, do you then use like the packs of magic worms as like pillows or no, I actually have a deck system. So I put like all my baits underneath, but I do have a lot of batteries. <laughs> mm. But yeah, you guys should seriously look into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that made that bait so good this year, and it, and the same it'll be the same deal next year. Um, the bait just flat out catches them. And what's nice is instead of like throwing a drop shot on spinning gear when you're setting the hook, you're, you're jacking them. Like you could set it, like you got a jig bite, you know, like you, I not once did I like play a fish on that bait. And I caught a six, four, I think my two biggest bass on that were like, it was like a six, four and like a five, eight. Um, yeah. So I think this, the kind of the magic worm kind of answers this question. Like you said, yeah. that, and the, yeah. and that, the jig that you finished up the season where you won at Ozarks, right? Yeah. That green fish tackle jig. That so the two baits just to recap missile baits magic worm missile baits magic worm, um, pretty much any color. Um, I tend to lean on the PB and J and and um, why do I blank on it every darn time? The color the, the, the bruiser flash bruiser flash yeah bruiser flash and then you know uh, the the uh, greenfish tackle three quarter ounce um, little rubber jig. Not only did Tyler Williams win an open on it, but I the next event I won an open on that, paired with the Magic Worm a little bit. But and the key was was that the Chunky D um, that trailer is, fits it so well with that with the hook and I, the video's up on YouTube. I won't go on. No, I'm a dabble with the Chunky D. It's a good jig chunk for sure. I like it. It really is. Um, so you're not a big purple worm. You're not a big missile morning John's juice kind of guy. You're not oh, a big no, I throw it. pink. 
but i mean like that's not like a lot of people like that's like the first one they pick up every single time yeah yeah so i mean to be honest with you i have like four of those setups on my deck like the i have usually i've got a bruiser flash i've got some sort of green pumpkin um you know and i the pink is is a really good bait but i tend to throw the pink a lot in clear water um i know that seems odd to people but it's something about the way the bass see it um you know they obviously don't see color like we do and it's i think i was watching a video on it i think it turns more gray like yeah yeah exactly so that pink is like it must mimic the way those shad look or like you know whatever they're feeding on really well what people want to know what size cover shot for their magic worms when they're power shotting yeah it's the um so you're gonna think i'm crazy but trust me when i tell you the hook to land ratio is better on it it's the one-aught cover shot hd though it's got to be the one-aught regular is too thin um for for a power shot technique right like um yeah there you go um it's too thin for a power shot technique that's my power shot setup is the one-aught you can go up to a two-aught the two-aught works but it's just not you know quite as dangerous um you know and and the uh i mean this 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 isn't a secret like everyone throws a drop shot like they really do it's not anything that's uh too out of the ordinary but I, there's something about that that magic worm on all lithium that's a good question no are you a 312 volt or 136 or dual 36s or like then i guess start with your trolling motor batteries kind of let us know what, what do you think the ideal uh battery setup is all right one thing that everyone knows about batteries is that <laughs> one thing that everyone knows about batteries is that redundancy is a huge deal like having the uh, having the peace of mind i don't care if you have the best batteries in the world made from you know like god himself like you're you always want to have a backup and i think that personally i think the powerhouse does it the best um so i start with 236 40s you can also go to 236 60s if you feel like you're gonna be i mean there's it's almost like you need like a walleye boat if you're gonna like troll you'd have two 3660s in parallel. Um, and so that's on the trolling motor side, two 3660s. And then I've got my, um, you know, uh, 35, we have a designated charger, but I'll get into that later. Two 3640s in parallel. Then I have a 16 volt 100. I used to run the 80, I switched to the 100. The 80 is just as powerful, especially with our running gun system. So two 3660s, a 16, 80, or 100, and then I run the 12 volt, 105 amp hour um, cranking battery. And the cranking battery has an emergency start in case something were to happen, right? It's all about redundancy. But the key to this setup is the way it's rigged, right? Like we have, in my opinion, Powerhouse has perfected rigging a battery system in the back of a bass boat. Um, first of all, we perfected the, the the lithium battery graph game with our 16 volt battery. But the, the second 
piece of the puzzle is the rigging and the charging. Those two, it, it's so crucial to have the proper rigging and charging, as you know. I mean, it, it's what, what system do you run in your boat? Uh, it sounds just like yours. Okay. So <laughs> essentially, I, didn't start, I started with a 16 and then I slowly, like, then I'm pretty much evolved to what you have. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have run and gun chargers, which essentially it's similar to a powerful charge in that it's distributing charge from like when you're running down the lake, my, uh, my Yamaha will put, you know, 35 plus amps into my 12 volt cranking. Right. Um, and then it'll basically overflow. I don't know all the like technical stuff behind it, but it, the, the running gun sends the overflow and it transitions charge from the 12 volt into my 16 and my 36 volt system. Um, and the same goes for when I plug my bone in at night. I plug my bone in at night, it goes into my 35 amp charger, single bank, designed for the running gun, comes back and it charges that 12 volt. And then the running guns kick on depending on the level of charge that's needed in each battery. So it's all just designed to work with lithiums. And, you know, on one cord you plug in. On one cord you plug in. So you've got. I mean, just so people understand, you have four batteries with three different voltages, one cord. Right. That is a crucial aspect of all this. And we've come out with some other chargers that we've developed and tested. Um, and, and you know, if you want to go the route of having, you know, uh, like we have the 12 volt, uh, 24 volt, 36 volt, you know, charger that have leads for each each battery but frankly that run and gun system is just so hard to beat and you know we have breakers so you can charge one over the other if you need to we've got a three-way pergo switch that if my 16 volt had a problem i could switch over and, and now my graphs are running off the 12 volt system with the flip of a switch if anything happened um you know we have trays with cushion in them to eliminate vibration like we really have thought of, and I, you may, you may not take, you know, you may think I'm just marketing it. Um, I, I truly, I called these guys a year and a half ago and I saw this in them. Like they care so much about keeping anglers on the water and about providing like the best experience out there. Because as you know, with lithiums, for everyone that's watching, if you haven't had lithiums, don't know, you probably heard like, if your lithiums go dead, if you're like, like if you're running three twelves for your trolling motor battery for your old truck, say, and one battery, the BMS has a problem. Boom, your system's done. You're not. Or your charger not, didn't charge it right. Yep. Or, whatever right. it may be, you're, you're done. <laughs> In my old boat, like I had an issue with my chargers and some different lithiums, and I lost one. Then I was like, you're just done. Your your Ultrax just stopped spinning. You're toast. No, it doesn't even stop spinning. Your foot goes stiff. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I, you know like what I'm the, saying? The, the like blue light just turns dude, off. Dude, like... oh my god, it's so. I've had it happen three times prior to our house, and you'll be on the water, and all of a sudden, like you, you, you like almost freak out a little bit, and you like step on your trolling motor, and you're like, no, no, and then you have to like move the head of the trolling motor so that when you lift it up, like it doesn't like hit your live scope or something. And then you literally are just done. So, you know, I, I mean, take my word for it. I was a service trailer. So if anyone had any problems, 
um, I would be the one to take care of it. Right. So they call me up and there was not one, one time, one time a guy forgot to charge. So I gave him a courtesy battery. Jamie. I was like, I'll give it you this. Yeah. It was Jamie yeah, Bruce. Ja yeah. Jamie Bruce. He forgot to charge. And I was like, you're a moron. Here's a battery. <laughs> but that's, does he, I, I, when I watched his video, he didn't have the running gun set up. Did he? No, and he didn't even have the running gun set up. Or no, maybe he did. Did he? I don't think he had the one for the one battery. I think that's why it didn't. Yeah, it. that. Yeah. Canadians, 100%. what are you gonna do? I mean, I know. Brucey, poor, poor Brucey. I, I do feel, I do wish Jamie made it. But he had a crazy season. He's gonna do, I think, Division Three next year, and a couple other Jack Potters. I could see him winning AOI, honestly. Not much. <laughs> That's funny. Oh gosh, yeah. No, it's I mean, summarize it all up, like it's a crazy industry, man. Yeah, Nick, it is legit. Let's go, dude. Um yeah, so we'll we'll be at the classic for anyone that's that's coming. Make sure you stop by. Um it's going to be, I mean, I won't, hopefully I won't be there the final day either, but um, I will be at the classic, not at the booth, but at the classic. I don't know. I've never, yes, Hella did announce his division well, three. I, 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 uh, I can't register until I think November 14th is when Bass Nation life members that are fishing a single entry can get in. So at this point I'm planning on it, but uh, it, it won't what be do you think? What do you think? Do you think that you'll have a good chance? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, like to get there. in? I think if like I'm ready many... at 8 a.m. or not whenever with like to go, I think I should get in. Okay. But like, because like there's week, there's like a two day window before it goes right. open to all whatever, like <clears throat> single division entries. And uh, yeah, um, I thought so about I, mean, I think if I'm, if I'm punctual, I think, because I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be. I guess because right, so it'll be uh, all people that are signing up for all divisions. That's already happened. No, right? only no. early entry. Well, just because you because you fished last year, you got some early entry, right? So yeah, well, you know, you so get like, uh, if you top twenty in points, you have to top, right, so 20, top twenty in points, and then it's going to go to people divisions. fishing all nine, and then it'll go to single division. Do they prioritize the I don't think division. I don't think any of the divisions will finish. Will completely fill up until they do the single divisions. Um, so, you're, yeah, you're probably right about that. And then also remember, there is a waiting list, and like stuff does happen to where right. you know people will drop out. So you know, yeah. So like, I, I don't know where. Like, I feel like division three is like tournament six, seven, and eight, or five, six, and seven of the whole season. So yeah, exactly. So people, so, I mean, know I think if, I, if I'm if I'm punctual and I don't get in, I'll be early enough on the waiting list that people will bomb one of the first four tournaments and be like, "I'm not driving up north. That's stupid." So yeah, yeah. It's not the yeah. last. I want to say it's six, seven, and eight. I think there's one like, what is it, Santee Cooper or Hartwell late in the year? One Hartwell. Of the, like there's Hartwell. Hartwell. There's like one last one that goes back down south after the. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's going to be cool. Mm, division. I mean, old motors have alternators. They just don't have high output alternators, right? That's a really good question. Um, if you, you want, to, 
Yeah, if you want to, really what you need to do, Top Toad, I love that that name, that's epic. Um, you have to, you would have to ask or figure out with your dealer or maybe send send your, I mean, you could send it to me, I'll help you out. Just send me your engine, like if you got an Instagram or you can, I don't know, put it in the here, but you, what engine you have, um, you can we can determine what your um you know we can determine what how much output your engine is, yeah. is giving because i don't think it works unless it has it has to have a certain amount of amperage coming in but i think it also depends on which one it is right because like the amps required to like kick on the 36 volt is different than it is for like the 16 volt correct yeah <laughs> nerdy things you learn <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would it would work in for like plugging in at night if you have the right charger and you can have everything like still yeah anyways right yeah uh, um here's a rod question little rich wants to know oh. favorite douglas rod and why dude so i'll put it to you like this i have they're all so good and and i mean that like but for certain techniques, they're very technique specific. Like if you look on our website or through a dealer's website or something, um, was that a KitKat? Hundred grand. Oh heck yeah! Um, you'll see that we have so many different models. Like because we have we have rods specifically for throwing a glide bait, specifically for throwing a swim bait, uh, big swim bait, little swim bait, uh, spy bait, like. We have a whole like our our focus is you know dialing in that specific technique, um, and you can cross use them. But my long story short, my favorite rod is a seven forty five. It's the one I throw a jig a jig on, whether it's deep or shallow. It's the one I throw a frog on. It's the one I throw a chatterbait on. I switch between a seven forty five to a seven forty four. It's sort of your all purpose. Um, it's similar to like a lot of guys like a seven six, but I think the seven four provides it's a little shorter i feel like i can get a little more accurate and up close and personal with you know docs and you know feeling like i can get into tight spaces with a 7.4 better i'm a little more accurate with it um you know i mean i even punched up a two pounder at harris on day two with a 7.45 like it's just an all-purpose rod and i use the x matrix lineup it's the the top of the line line from them it's you know uh their their best line but honestly i really like the lrs um and and if you go with an lrs it is um it'll be a little bit stiffer a tiny little bit same rod 745 to 745 but you, you i find it's a little bit stouter to where um like the x matrix is going to be more sensitive but the lrs is going to be stouter so like i'll throw a frog with the lrs which is their 200, I think it's retails at 200 bucks or something. Um, and then X matrix obviously goes up from there. We're actually coming out with a new line. That's, you know, you'll see it here shortly. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'll, I'll have that in my, uh, on my socials and stuff for you guys. They're, they're incredibly, uh, Fred Kintow, he's the rod designer. He's like a legend uh, when it comes to like dialing in, like, you know, he's out, He's probably fishing right now for like salmon or something. Um, like he he's he's awesome when it comes to like 
dialing in techniques with with rods and stuff like that he's he's great yeah but sounds similar like i love the dobbin 745 they sound like very similar rods yeah yeah it's a great <laughs> yeah i mean they're not super popular in this region but uh yeah right right no yeah the, the, i but that 745 is like or the 74 in any line i feel like is a really good all-around rod Let's see here. Um, I don't know, do you feel like there's somebody else in the EQs that has a similar path to the elites as you? Mm, good question. Um, besides that Tyler doesn't wear shoes, so like that's similar. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I think so, like, you know, similar in the fact of so I didn't go to college for fishing. So, you know, a couple guys fished in college. Um, I, what, what I think is so unique about fishing is that everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different path, but we all have a passion for fishing. And I think that frankly, it would be hard that that question, I don't think anyone really could compare. I mean, maybe once in a while, Oh, we went to the same college, you know, we fished together then we both made it type deal. Right. Like, um, you know, but most of the time it's never at the same time. Like John Garrett and and um, Cody, they fished in college. I think they fished in college together. I, I forget. But you know, I mean, Ben Milliken, like YouTube, like fishing star. You know, never um, trust anybody that's on YouTube. First, <laughs> yeah. Um, I played college soccer for four years. Like you know, um, we're at uh, Hobart in geneva new york upstate new york they actually they're in the nc or they're competing for an ncaa bid right now um you know and you have like wesley gore like uh kenta obviously doesn't really count um but i i would say similar to i similar i guess tyler williams because we're both from the north we kind of grew up in a smaller club type situation that's where we learned to fish was like you know smaller clubs in the north i don't know not really well how many fishermen get booted from the elites per year uh it can be <laughs> it's a tricky question i think it yeah. can be up to nine or ten but it's it's a it's a lot a of variables a lot of variables, variables in that <laughs> equation and there's not a and they don't publish the list until because like Michael no, they don't ever publish he wasn't coming back so that saves somebody from a list that we haven't seen so there was a guy that was about to get cut that's now not going to get cut. So it's a little, little, a uh, little murky. Or if the nation, like uh, if Tim Dubé decides not to accept his nation bid, then that would be a spot. That is, he go gonna, to is he going to accept that? Undetermined. He's, he might be next week's guest. Um, might be Friday night next week. We might be talking to Tim Dubé. So that's one of those situations where it's just like you are thrown into a gauntlet of, and I'm sure he's very capable, but when I say gauntlet, not of fishing, of just, you, you're literally, the, <laughs> your life changes, especially in his case, being that he came in second, right? Yeah, because he didn't even really realize it until he, like, after he weighed in, they're like, oh, by the way, since... Uh, oh, you're in the elites. Uh, you're you're you got to get an elite bid. Um, you probably weren't thinking about that, but since, um, why am I blanking on... Will Will Davis's yeah. uh, junior right? He wins. He back first time ever. A lot of people are bitter that 
the classic spots, not going down the nation list and it's going down the elite list, but they, they do that in the open. So, um, but uh, yeah, so he's got a lot to, I know I, saw, I heard him on Bassmaster Radio and he was undecided. So maybe we'll get a inside scoop next week. But uh, yeah, and like his deposits are due, like whatever he won or he finished second that tournament 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago. And I'm not and, sure when the deposits are due, but like when are your deposits due? Clay wanted to know, like, uh, are they already due? Have you already had like uh, six coming days soon? Now? I already yeah. I already threw, I threw, threw some down already just because it's like, what am I not going to pay for it throughout the year? I might as well just pony up, you know, a good chunk now. Like, low key, I, uh, Milliken showed like a screenshot. It looked like he just put all 45,000 down right away. Honestly, I don't blame him because what you're no, going to, you're going to have to move. deal with it. Well, yeah. Are you just going to, I mean, I can't do that, but like if I could, I would, because what you're just going to have to keep logging in yeah. and painfully putting five. I, I remember Panger talking about these like, yeah, I was out fishing on Lake X and I got a notification on my phone that the, the deposit was due for a tournament, two tournaments from now. So I had to stop practicing and enter my credit card to get like, or, you know, check card or whatever. Dude. So I, I did pay for the open. So that deposit hurts more because you have to pay either for the nine 800 times nine tournaments and then yeah it, that hurts yeah uh, as far as i know clay there's no legends list or how many points they don't publish that it's tricky uh, because like there are years where like let's say rick clun or well, david fritz had a bad year but like the covid year they didn't cut anybody so they didn't have to use any points that year or uh maybe some other people dropped out because of financial reasons well then they didn't have to spend their points that year so nobody really knows um yeah. just industry news here uh so yeah apparently two people didn't sign their contracts for bpt and based on being in the cast castle live chat i believe it was Mitch Crane and Josh Butler that didn't resign. Well, I think we'll see some. <laughs> so that and it's interesting. Like, so I'm probably gonna do a video here. I actually tried to recreate the rankings from the last five years and to project because like there's a list that the BBT anglers have seen, but it's not public. So stay tuned. I I'm gonna do my best attempt to recreate that so people can figure out who's like has like the best chance to make it, not make it. But uh, I could see that because Josh and Mitch were advanced stats did. Yeah, his, his is that? pretty accurate. It lines up. I'll go a little more in depth. So his, yeah. it makes me feel comfortable that our, our list looks very similar. So um, they were both guys that qualified last year through the Invitational, so they only have one year. Neither one of them had a terrible year, but they're definitely below 35, so it's going to be hard. It would have been very difficult for them to move up enough without basically top 10-ing for AOI and requalifying. So... Yeah, I guess that's a little insight on maybe what, and I think they're just pissed because, like, I mean, look, I don't blame the guys, and I don't go public with this stuff, but man, I, it just seems like a bad deal. Like, I talked to, you know, um, I talked to one of my buddies, and he was like, uh, at Sturgeon Creek in Virginia, um, his name's Taylor, and he was talking about how, you know, I mean, I'm friends with Martin Villa, but Martin Villa, like he just qualified for the BPT and like he, he qual it would be like me, right? They're like, congrats. You made the elite series. Now you have to top 10 AOI to stay there. And it's like, dude, that is outrageous. Like, don't get me wrong. It's possible, but like 
you got it's probably more like 15 or 20 because probably half the guys on the top 35 will be in the top 10 so i mean but yeah don't we guarantee it it's gonna be a top 10 it'll probably trickle to 15 or 20 but like yeah like it's unreal to me it's it's rude honestly (laughs) no the whole thing is reeks and yeah that's not what this podcast is about but we we touched on it but yeah it's it's a raw deal but yeah but you back to your point of like you know you're talking about hey i got sponsors contracts research but and y'all got to catch them right because you also only get two years guaranteed oh yeah that that's the other thing like right now i'm worried about getting everything set up for next year right so So that you can like focus when you're on the water like i need i'm shooting for what is it november 1st december 1st i want to be locked loaded i got to call get with vfx i gotta i gotta get all my my boat and truck wrapped i gotta get i gotta go to montcalm marine and get um you know my my boat re dialed in not redialed in because it's somewhat staying the same uh, but i gotta put my apex units on there i gotta put my quest on there i got to um you know do some battery maintenance like i you know my phoenix like i have to like I just like to like take the connections off, do some like after a full season or even a half season, like it's just good to like make sure everything's tightened and everything. But I mean, I have like a whole pile of stuff to do. I also a deer hit me. So I have to go to bring my truck into like all these things stack up and it seems like there's a lot of time, but I got to go pre-practice for the classic in December before it goes off limits January 1st. So I have that christmas january comes in and i'm gone for i mean january i'm pretty much gone till april you could tell panger that if he wants an in in studio guest let you let him know yeah pop in. yeah no that would be like, panger, i'll come how, in i'll stop by the house how, wait how far is he he's he's not far i don't think i mean it's oklahoma's not that big yeah true I actually should ask him about that. I, I, I don't know him all that well, but he seems like a really good dude. Um, I talked to him here and there. I think I'm probably too wiry for him. <laughs> good yin and yang. You kind of bring back some of that energy that Jeffrey's had. It might, it might work. There might be a chemistry there. <clears throat> Who knows? Oh gosh. Yeah, no, it's a wild, it's a wild game. People don't re- like people truly don't realize. And I think it's good to have some insight into like, if you're going to do this, you need to be, you need to be super prepared to sacrifice like a substantial amount of your life, honestly. Yeah, I guess. So back to the guy, like the payoff, like, so what, uh, what, what do you think are some common mistakes people do, or maybe some mistakes you've made? Like what, what, what should people avoid or misconceptions or, Things people you um, see doing the wrong way, or you think is maybe not the best way that you've seen in the last couple of years. <clears throat> I think you have to be very careful about the way that. So you know, I talk to quite a few people during practice, just trying to gauge you know what's going on, right? Um, I, I think that's perfectly fine. I think there's ways that guys get info that is unethical. Not against mm-hmm. the rules, not against the rules, unethical, and there's a difference. Um, 
that will change. I think Bassmaster will alleviate some of that. Um, but I think you got to be very careful because that can burn you. Um, I've seen it with other people. It's a hot topic, you know, and you got to stay competitive. And there's a lot of ways to do that. I think some people do it the wrong way. Some people do it the right way. I don't judge either way, but definitely make sure that you're doing that the right way. Um, and then, you know, um, make sure your financial situation's in straight. I got pretty lucky my first full year doing it where I cashed like, I think 22 or 23 grand in checks somewhere around there um, to where I was able to do it. But frankly, if I didn't do that, I would have been 10 grand in credit card debt. That's something that a lot of guys go through that is sad really. And, and you need to make sure that you need to make sure, and I'll even raise it a little bit. You need to make sure you have 60 grand in disposable money, like in your bank account, ready to go, or at least know that you will be able to spend that because it's just, it's just outrageous what, what it costs. Big RJ's in the house. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one lesson for sure. RJ, you just yeah. missed a big discussion on powerhouse lithium, dude. Just come on. Should have lied down earlier. It's weird. I, I actually just snapped him and then he magically appeared. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, anything else as far as like, do you see, uh, do you think people practice too much, not practice enough, come in unprepared, like underestimate the costs? Like, what other. Yeah. Yeah. Underestimating the cost, like I said. And then practice practice is tricky i think you need to have a system of breaking down lakes that works for you i don't think there's one right way to do it mm -hmm. um but i think that you need to have experience either breaking down lakes like you need to be really good at breaking down lakes in general or you need to be have a really really good way of organizing everything that's going on waypoints time of year um and put your time in on these lakes prior to off limits or else you're going to get spanked. I mean, between locals, guys that put in the time more than you do, and just guys that are better at fishing, you have to combat all of those three factors. And like, it's hard. It's really, really yeah, hard. I, mean, I think a lot of people get trapped into that. Like, they hear guys like Ish Monroe and Brian Thrift say, ah, I don't like to do a lot of research. I like to just like show up and see what the lake tells me. Well, they've also been fishing tournaments for 20 years. So they're like, their yeah. gut instinct is just a little better than yours when you yeah. like, Exactly. You, you come from New York, you fish for like 30 days in the summer. You've only been doing it for two and a half years. Like your instincts on Southern reservoirs aren't going to quite be the same. So you might need a different program than them. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's why I think, <laughs> frankly, to give JT some kudos, that's why I think he's so good is he puts in an incredible amount of work, um, you know, figuring out these lakes, dialing in the techniques, you know, graphing and same with everyone. But I'm just highlighting him because he won AOI. Like that's that's hard to do. Yeah. How how many of the nine opens did you pre-practice this year? None. 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 But just, I had five. five but days. I had five days. But I had five days. Yeah. That yeah. the five days is crucial because the first two days I can kind of spend some time gauging where I want to focus, and then I can focus on it for three days. Whereas in the elites, you get three days. So it's not 
as easy. Like it's actually very hard on these giant places. Like I was saying with Florida, like two days is depending on the time of year, two days can be 14 hours of fishing or 28 hours of fishing. So imagine 28 hours on a body of water you lose now when you're practicing for the elite. So basically like so, the first two days where you're pre-practice, that's where you like figured out what the water looked like. You kind of looked like the, you could, you could go take a peek at the upper end. You could look by the dam. You could check out some of the major creeks. You could yep. get a feel for what's going on. You yep. learned where the gas stations are and the boat ramps and yep. like, yep. like, you know, uh, and then the three days you're really like, okay, now that two days, now I need to like put a more focused three day practice plan in. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. And I section off the lake and I have a tier system. Um, you know, I have tier A spots, B, C, and D. And that's how I break down a lake. Um, I don't know how that's going to work this time around um, on the elites. So I'll have to maybe ma change my the way I'm breaking down the lakes. I'm not sure. I guess that's a trial and error thing. But it seemed to work for the opens. Um, yeah. You, so how do you plan to pre-practice most of the elites, though? Yeah. Or some of them? or Except yes. all the ones you haven't been to, basically? Yeah, and even the ones I've been to, I need to spend some okay. time there. You nice. Know? Okay. So you you're gonna gotta like put in a long weekend at every one of them ahead of time to kind of just like get a vibe. And when I, you I, when you pre practice, do you fish? Do you just graft? Do you just drive around? What's your strategy? Um, frankly, pre pre practice, I've never done a whole lot of pre practice. Like I said, like I haven't gone like yeah. sixty days before an event because. I, I, I haven't felt like I needed to with five days, but I will do pretty much strictly graphing and looking a little bit like, you know, it, what, what, you know, I go into a clear Creek. Okay. Is there a little grass stretch here? Is there, you know, like I, I, I visually is just as important to me as, as like, like seeing stuff with your eyes is just as important to seeing stuff on your graph, but I won't, I'll barely cast a rod. And if I do, it'll be because I just have to catch a fish. Like I'm getting annoyed, but no, like. Or you need to make a, or you need to make a TikTok or something and you got to like yeah, get some content. Yeah, something, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, nice. graphing, graphing pretty much solely, yeah. How many of the nine opens from this year had you been to previously? St. Lawrence, which is ironic because it was my worst finish. And then, and then Harris Chain, which is my second worst finish. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Like you it's weird. Your pre-practice strategy as you like talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe I just show up. No, but there is a disadvantage to knowing a body of water, and that's a fact. And that's, I mean, everyone talks about it. Local curse, like it, it can it, be right. It goes both ways. You have it to, goes like, both it's ways. How you manage yeah. it? Yep, exactly. It's all about management. Like. I don't think I can spend, you know, 10 days on a lake and then 10 or 15 days, like before, like back when the opens had no off limits, people would spend like 10, 15 days straight. And I think that just throws me off more than anything because fish change daily, hourly, even by the minute. So like, how can you go and fish for that long and expect to have something dialed for sure? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Very cool. It is. Oh. Let's 
see. Let me uh, check the old questions here one more time. Uh, talked about that. Talked about that. Clay said he'd be shocked if Ish made it through the EQs. He also said Clay, or, uh, Milliken wouldn't get a top 10 and wouldn't make it. So this means Ish is pretty much a guaranteed lock for 2025 Elite Series. Because every time Clay says something won't happen, that angler basically does the opposite. So congrats, Ish, on your uh, 2025 yeah. Elite Series qualification. <laughs> Ish, you got it. He's a good dude. I talked to him here and there in, the, in some lines. He's a good dude. This is a good question by David. Did you ever have a grade C or D spot save your tournament or get better as it went on because the obvious stuff got obliterated? Dude, that's how I won Ozarks. I had a C and D stretch right by the ramp. And I knew that. So what I consider, just to give you some insight, what I consider a C and D spot, um, you know, is basically an area where there's activity. I could go in there get lucky and catch a good one. But for the most part, I could only see catching one or two, maybe three fish in the area and I have to fish it hard. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I had an A spot or thought would be an A spot. And day one, I had that 20 pound bag there. Day two, I had some issues <laughs> dealt with, ran up. They didn't have a fish till 12. Ran back to, I bounced to some B spots all the way back to the ramp and I had like three fish for like six pounds. And then I got to my C spot and it was happening. And I caught 15 change in like 40 minutes. And then the next day I went there and I, that's where I caught two fours, two four pluses and like a two. So yes, it has gotten better. And that's the thing is like, that's what's so hard about pre-practice sometimes is like you can write off an area that you think's a D or even not even a D spot. And you know, if you had just checked it two days later, it, you would have been like, oh my God, this is the best spot on the whole lake. Especially in those transition periods, like you follow when we had fish on the bank, but a lot of them were pulling up to the, to the, you know, deeper points and, you know, ledges. Like I wrote that off, you know, and it burned me. And, and that, that's what, that's fishing. But at the same time, if you learn how to manage it properly, you, you can be really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. And I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the, op I, I think you'll, when the elites, <laughs> I think to some degree, some of the, I mean, with the, I mean, I, obviously those guys are good at finding fish, but obviously just a hundred boats versus two twenty five, right. So that should, yeah. So um, <clears throat> um, just want to highlight that I d uh, did throw up the uh, the Omnia code, brand new one for November. Um, I think pretty much the magic worms, the cover shot, the jigs, that all that stuff that uh, Kyle talked about, you can uh, stock up using the code down below and save yourself a little cash. So feel free uh, if any of that stuff intrigued you um, or whatever you want. You know, it's November. Get yourself some Christmas presents early. Um, yeah, I, I think it's necessary that you guys check that stuff out. At least tinker with it. You know, get yeah, get a pack or two. I, I'll or definitely three. give the. Uh, I've fished the, the the magic worm and I've definitely caught some uh, some good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, the code does not work on electronics, but uh, you know, 
You can go uh, look up guys like K&K Customs or ChattyBoys.com. Uh, those guys usually will be able to help you out if you tell them Hella Bass or, or Kyle sent you. Um, but there is a code for Powerhouse, HB10, if you want to go direct to Powerhouse and save some money, too. So, <clears throat> But but what you can do is you can, you can buy your regular tackle using my code, stack up the premium points at Omnia, and you can apply the premium points to electronics. Little, little hack Ooh. there. So it is a hack. How do the premium points work? Uh, basically, if you the uh, Omnia Premium is like twenty nine bucks a year, and okay. you get ten percent back on all your purchases in points. So your typical tackle junkie has no issue spending three hundred dollars in gear in a year. So that and then the oh, other big benefit is you get free sh- free shipping on any orders. So if you want to like, man, I just need one bag of worms for this weekend, you can order it and not have to pay $50 ship. Like, right. So it keeps you from like, right. you get like two bags of worms and you're like, well, I'm just going to make a $50 cart so I get free shipping. You right. Order two bags of worms and just get them. So like those yeah. are the two, um, those are the two big wins. And then they have some exclusive sales and exclusive deals. Like I think this year they had, uh, 30 or 35 percent off a tatula sv for premium members yeah so that's things like that yeah that's out hmm. sweet all right well last call for questions we're right at two hours we uh we covered a lot of ground it was it was yeah, a fun talk tonight that was um, thanks for having me on yeah uh anytime we'll have to do it well uh well after you get a blue trophy or the, win oh. the classic uh oh you know um, you know, we, we can have, we can get you back on. Um, yeah, they do write letters too. Sometimes they let a letter in there. Sometimes you get free brief jerky in your box. Uh, is that true? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like serious? they do promotions. Like for a while they were putting in like, uh, Jack links and then they had some other smaller local brands. Like they'll do cross promos. So like if you have an order of $50, they'll throw in some beef jerky or things like that. So heck yeah. Cool. True. It's true. It's a great boat snack. <laughs> that is a great Yeah, I, I was thinking I definitely, I went to the Classic last year for the first time in Knoxville and just kind of took it in. Uh, actually hung out with RJ a little bit, made him drive me around. Um, Are you coming this year? I rent a car. I was definitely planning on it, but now because I actually have a real job, that if I want to fish the EQs and the lacrosse Bass Nation qualifier, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I can somehow get work to get me close like last time. But if I do, it'll be like an in and out. Like I can't like come down like Wednesday night and like hang yeah, out for yeah. like. So it'll be more of an in and out type thing. Yeah. I definitely want to go, but it won't be like. I was telling yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, RJ needs to have like a powerhouse house where we just all hang out and like. I think we might. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I actually think we might. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can just come and sleep on the couch for like one night. But uh, um, yeah. But that, the classic's legit, so uh, I, I want to go if I can make it. Um, he says it's happening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, if you guys came in late, I think there was a lot of good nuggets we covered early. Kyle gave some good tips on sponsorship and finances for fishing tournaments if you ever like. I think it's good to understand it. You, even if you don't think you're going to do it, I think if, if you follow the sport, I think it's good uh, to understand that. Uh, and, and it's a good aspect of the sport. So go back and listen to the replay, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook or search Hellabass on your favorite podcast app. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Looks like we've kind of hit the, the saturation point for the chat. Everybody's got their questions answered. It was fun. Yeah, man. I super appreciate it. I, I like talking about this stuff. And if anyone has any questions further, I am pretty good at responding to, you know, DMs and all that kind of stuff. I'm happy to shoot you over like a mock of what a year on the opens would be um, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, hit me up. And uh, thanks again. It was epic. Had a, had a bunch yeah, of fun. Thanks, everybody, that joined in the chat. Um, as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. <laughs>